Our bodies are much more than our physical appearance based in vanity. It's important that we also focus on our physical health, our mental health, our body's functionality, and our overall relationship with our bodies. But what do I know? I'm just feeling so fat and disgusting. And then you're starting to cross a line, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's not because Mm -hmm. you use the word fat, but it's this like, woe is me because my body is not this thin Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Woe is me because... You know, I'm disgusted by the fact that I've put on like 20 pounds, right? Exactly. There's context. Mm -hmm. There's a time and a place. Yep. Um, I agree. And I'm very much, I'm not one to. to This is But What Do I Know podcast with Chid Suzanne, a space for learning, for healing, and for laughter. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the But What Do I Know podcast. I'm your host, Chit Suzanne, and I just want to welcome you all to yet another episode. Season 2, episode 14, we're back on a Wednesday as usual. And this Wednesday, we are feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. We took a little bit of a break from work, did a little bit of traveling, a little bit of concert going. And yeah, yeah, we're feeling refreshed and uh, ready to go back at it before the holidays. All right, before we go any further, if this is your first time tuning in and listening to this podcast, thank you. I hope you enjoy what you hear during this episode. And please be sure to like, comment, subscribe on whatever platform it is that you're using to listen to us, especially if that platform is Apple Podcasts. It just helps us with visibility and credibility as people find the podcast and it continues to grow. If you've already been rocking with us, you're already in the know, you're already, you know, part of our podcast community. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming back and for always listening. All right. Well, I hope you all are having a wonderful week so far. It's Wednesday. Black Friday is around the corner. So I'm not sure if you all are indulging in some sales. I'm not really going to go crazy this year, but I'm definitely keeping an eye out for interior decorating that kind of stuff wanting to just sort of enhance my workspace so definitely keeping an eye out for those items but uh but yeah i'm looking forward to that it just means that the holidays are <laughs> closer <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get into our clue segment for this episode So for our clue in segment this week, I want to start off by giving you all a little bit of a recap to Tiana Taylor's concert that took place here in Toronto last week, Thursday, November 19th. So uh, it's so unfortunate that this is her final tour because I feel like from watching her perform, she has so much in her to give as a performer. So it's really a shame that she's retiring after this. And a part of me doesn't want to believe it, (laughs) but So I had timed it, myself and my friend who attended the concert, we had timed it so that we would get to the concert hall, like right as soon as Tiana was starting to perform, we wanted to purposely just sort of skip out the opening acts, wasn't really for us, wasn't our vibe, so we're just here for Tiana. (laughs) 
So we got there and unfortunately in doing that, we missed seeing her perform the song Bear With Me. And that's the one that she kind of, the the dance choreography is Michael Jackson inspired. And she's sitting down on a chair with the other dancers and she does a little like move of her legs and arm. Um, lit. <laughs> but we unfortunately missed that. But still, overall, her performance throughout was just, it was really, really good. She engaged the crowd. She gave us sexy. She gave us you know, like graceful, she can sing live. Um, oh, and the audience was good because they participated, they were engaged, and it wasn't like no one was pushing, no one was like, you know, shoving. It was just chill vibes. Everyone was just singing along, vibing along as Tiana's song. So it was just a nice, like, just a nice evening of R&B. Let's just put it that way. It was really nice. I felt like I wanted her to give me a little bit more in terms of like the number of songs that she performed and the energy with some of the songs. And that's why I say I feel like she has a lot more to give as a performer. But unfortunately, we may not get to see that. So damn. (laughs) But yeah, so if you attended Tiana's concert um, at any of the locations that she sort of had this uh, this tour, You know, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you cherish it because that may be the last time we get to see her perform. Damn, so sad. All right. So that is a little bit of, you know, summary, a little bit of a recap into Tiana Taylor's concert here in Toronto on November 19th. All right. So next on our Clue In segment, see, as the holiday gets closer, if you're like me, you need something to just give you a little bit of a push to get you into that festive spirit. So for the listeners, specifically in the city of Toronto and the GTA, I have a few things that you might want to clue into to help, you know, get you in that festive vibe this year, if you're like me. <laughs> so first is the Holiday Light Tour at Casa Loma. So if you're in the city of Toronto, you should know where Castleloma is. It's a pretty prominent destination in the city. Um, and so this holiday light tour is sort of designed as a self-guided walk and guests can stroll through um, a lighting display in gardens and tunnels and sort of enjoy some decorations and live performances. It takes place starting this Thursday, November 25th to December 30th from 5 to 10 p.m. during that time period. So you know, that's Casaloma. I might actually be checking that one out. I've never been to Casaloma and this sounds like a nice way to enjoy ca- the, the location itself and sort of get that festive vibe. So I might check this one out. Um, next is immersive nutcracker exhibition. So throughout the city of Toronto, there've been a couple of these immersive art exhibits that have taken place. There was the immersive Van Gogh, which I missed. I didn't get a chance to see that one. So I actually, I might be checking this one out too. So if you're interested, you know, this is the Immersive Nutcracker exhibition taking place November 20th. So it's actually underway right now, November 20th to December 4th at the Toronto Star Building, which is One Young Street. So there is Immersive Nutcracker. Um, and then the one that everyone, and I know I'm generalizing, but a lot of people know about this one and tend to go, and that's the Christmas Market at the Distillery District, downtown Toronto. They didn't have it last year because of the pandemic, but this year I'm, I've read and I'm hearing that it's back on. So if you're interested and you want to sort of visit some vendors and buy a few holiday related items, check out the Christmas market. And then Stacked Market, which is similar to the Christmas market at Distillery District. This is also downtown. Stacked Market also holds outdoor holiday 
markets. So sort of, you know, music, shops, food, holiday themed drinks. You can also, you know, enjoy that as well. And it's free to sort of get in and enjoy the different vendors and so on. So yeah, those are a few sort of, you know, outdoor festivities, festivals, markets that you can indulge in as you sort of get yourself into the festive and holiday spirit this year. I hope you check those out. Hope you enjoy them. If you do have to check them out, you visit it. Let me know. Let me know if you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. I'm definitely going to try and go to the Casaloma one. That sounds lit. But yeah, hope you enjoy those festivities if you are in the city of Toronto. All right. So for our song of the week, one of the artists on the song was recommended to me by our guests for this episode's main segment. <laughs> She's a really good friend of mine. And, you know, she is French African, specifically Congolese. So she recommended to me, you know, a French, a Cameroonian French artist by the name of Taiki. And she was like, you know what, Chid, like, listen to all the songs and pick whichever one, you know, you sort of like. And I please make that, you know, the song of the week for <laughs> for the episode that I'm going to be on. So I was like, OK, why not? So this week we're listening to Lego by Sergi Baca. Yes, former Toronto Raptor. The man sings as well. Look at that. So Sergi Baca and the artist Taiki. The song is called Lego. So let's go ahead and check it out. Lego. <laughs> So one thing I love about music is that, you know, regardless of the difference in language, the difference in culture, that doesn't stop you from enjoying the rhythm, the flow, the beat, the melody. And that was definitely a vibe. Um, thank you, Estelle, for the recommendation on the artist. And I will definitely be listening to more French African songs. I definitely need to step my game up. So I hope you all enjoyed that song. You know, feel free to use it to get yourself in the vibe this week. That is Lego by Sergi Baca and Taiki. All right. So we are ready to get into our main segment for this episode. This week, we're talking social movements surrounding our bodies, the way we view our bodies. You know, we discuss things such as body positivity, body neutrality, focusing on, you know, our health and the way that our body functions. And I had a really good friend of mine just come into the studio and we just had such a candid, dope conversation on this. And she's also a plus size fashion content creator. So she had a lot to share about her experience in this space as well. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. So this week for our main segment, we are talking body positivity and its impact specifically on the fashion influencer space, um, the sort of conversations that we have around bodies in, you know, fashion, plus size, body positivity, intersection, all that. 
So to join me in having this conversation, I have my dear friend. This is my sis. Um, <laughs> she is a plus size influencer and also a thought leader when it comes to, you know, when we're talking about body positivity, body neutrality, conversations around, you know, our bodies. She's just amazing. She is also the owner of Pop Culture Studios, an event decor company. So everyone, give a round of applause. If you're driving, you don't have to. But if, you, if you're not, everyone, <laughs> give a round of applause for Estelle. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Chid. Yeah, no worries. Welcome. Thank you for being here. I mean, I've seen it a couple of times and now it's my turn in the seat. Exactly. Bruh, I'm hyped. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm so excited. I know we've wanted to do this for some time now. Yes. This conversation has been a long time coming. So I am just, I'm hype. I'm, I'm looking hyped. forward to it. Mm -hmm. Also, just like the discourse, like people willing to be open to learn and receive it for themselves as well. Because exactly. a lot of these things obviously apply to me from personal experience. But then... There's a lot of common denominators about myself and you being two different sizes mm. um, that we've found that we relate to very closely. So, I mean, I'm here. I'm here to learn. I'm here to teach. Yes. Teach indeed. <laughs> okay. So let's start with, you know, your journey so far um, in this sort of like fashion space. You're starting this journey. Well, not starting. You've been in the game for a minute, but you're an influencer. You're more getting more active on Instagram. And you're also what I like about what you do is you're very transparent mm. about, you know, your journey. You're very transparent about your health, about your fitness health, your mental health. And you bring your followers, I'm using followers with quotes here, mm. uh, followers and community along with you on your journey. So what has this journey sort of been like for you so far? So I really love that you say community because essentially, as you said, I've been in this space for a while. Um, plus size content creation, I wouldn't title that um, all the time because I wasn't always comfortable with considering myself like plus size. I knew I was bigger, but the term plus size made me think of like shopping for mother's clothing mm. versus like youth and like youthfulness and just someone who has like a different body. And so essentially I started online on YouTube specifically and maybe like grade 11. What is that like? over five years ago yeah yeah i would say oh yeah. my gosh i've been in university for six years so like a uh, minus like seven years yeah, ago seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and um essentially uh i i had gotten in trouble you know i was i was doing my doing thing for a <laughs> 16 year old and that landed me being grounded for mm. like the rest of my life essentially mm. and i had decided that you know, if I can't go outside and make friends, I would make my friends online. Mm. And so that's how I started. And in grade 11, that's when like Jackie Ina was coming up. Yes. Peak so the OGs. Was, yes. Like the OGs. And I was like, I want to be one of them. Mm -hmm. So like I went from um, Estelle's Secrets. So mm. that was supposed to be like parallel to Victoria's Secrets to all Estelle Beauty because my name, my name means star. So like Ooh, okay. <laughs> all star beauty. <laughs> and like it just didn't fit because... Your girl didn't know how to do her makeup. <laughs> but that's what it was at the time. Makeup was the thing to do. Yeah. Um, but where I gained kind of traction was when I was talking to the people who were subscribed to me. I would share kind of like the things that were going on while applying for university, mm. the transition between, you know, when I was explaining, like sometimes I'd have videos where I'd explain like a date night look I was trying to explain, like have happen, like recreate. 
people are like, I see the vision. I love hearing you talk. I remember one guy being like, can you just make a video of you talking? And I would listen to it while I'm doing my homework. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, sir. Um, So I just started like that. And I don't think it was until I got into university where the term plus size started becoming like popularized and plus size content creators really started gaining traction. So more and more stores were catering to that. Mm. And then uh, we were able to complete more looks. And I was like, okay, like I found my people. Mm -hmm. And so once I started in that space, it was a little bit hard because it's like, not only being Canadian, we don't have much access to plus size fashion as the Americans do. Um, And the flip side of it is being comfortable with myself enough to present myself as a plus size person. Like, obviously, you see me, you see the fat, you see the rolls, you see the five nine girl walking around. But it's a different feeling when you have to hold yourself and present yourself with a fat body to people, Mm -hmm. especially if society isn't accepting of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So here I am a ripe 18, 19 year old battling with my own image, Mm -hmm. but then putting it on the Internet for people. And especially on YouTube. Mm. Have you seen YouTube Mm. comments? Listen. And that's literally where I was getting to is, you know, like with your journey, Mm -hmm. did you and you're about to get there? Did you ever have a moment where you were like, this is not for me? Like, but what do I know about YouTube and stuff? Like I'm in this body and it's already so difficult. Can I do this? So I think... The questioning came from the part of it being in my body. Like, I Mm -hmm. always knew that I was for the public. Like, Mm, I did improv in high school. I was a student body president. I loved student groups. But it was always just, like, my stumbling block or what I perceived to be my stumbling block was the fact that I was fat. Yeah. That I was not gaining respect from people because they thought they could treat me anyhow. Mm -hmm. Um. If whether that's like from my own perception of self, because I will take responsibility of like, right. you know, when you're holding yourself as an individual of like a minority or some sort of you do have this like internalized. You, you have an internalized realization that like, mm. hey, like I'm not being treated as what a standard like a beauty standard would be. Mm-hmm. Do you let that cripple you? So it it would become very daunting because it would be like I would see like I would post a haul video and then it would get traction because it's like plus size fashion overhaul or something Mm. like that but then i would be like i don't know if i want people to view me as a plus size person i don't know if i want to be fully engulfed in the plus size community because i also was like gung-ho on losing all this weight and going back to my 15 year old body which was borderline plus size but that's another discussion when we talk about like 14 16 Mm -hmm. like size 14 16 which is like the acceptable size for plus size women uh not acceptable but you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, and whether I was fat, I was going to get fat shamed. If I was going to lose weight, it was going to be like, oh, Oh. like you didn't like being fat. So you're not for the girls kind of thing. So it was like, where do I find the middle ground in that? And so I would come off and come on online. And then also a typical coming of age story. First, second year university was no game. It really kicked me in the butt. So (laughs) that's just how that worked. I... I always knew I was for the public. I just did not know if I was ready to do it in a fat body. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's it's funny you said that. Um, and that's interesting. That's sort of where I want to ask you next is, is it okay for someone who is not in a bigger body to say the word fat? Like, is it okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm very like, I've learned so much from you. Mm-hmm. And this is a conversation that I'm so happy you're on to have because like, I would never want to do this conversation on my own. Like, mm-hmm. obviously I'm on the other end and I sometimes deal with the whole like, 
you're thin in the black community and you're supposed yeah. to be voluptuous and you know like yeah but i often shut up because i know that navigating life in a fat body mm-hmm. is difficult right yeah. but is it okay for people who are not bigger to use the word fat yes okay yeah and why so everything one person like he says language is not just words it's intonation it's me like there's meaning behind it mm-hmm. sarcasm plays a part in it yeah so like Chid, if you're sitting here, you'll be like, you know what? I don't like fat on my bacon. Chid, what are you talking about? You don't like fat? You don't like meat? Right. Mm-hmm. Are we really going to go into a discourse like that? Ex- it's not reasonable, right? Yeah, yeah. It's even like, I always parallel it to a lot of things. Like, is it okay for white people to say the word black? Yes. I, yeah. You know when they sit around and they're like, oh, you know, I just don't want to offend the colored people. You know you can call me black, right? Yeah, exactly. You know you you're can say right. the word. Like, there is parallel to that, but it's like, when you are in a space and like if we're talking and you're like, oh, Estelle, like I'm just feeling so fat and disgusting. And then you're starting to cross a yeah. line, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not because mm-hmm. you use the word fat, but it's this like, woe is me because my body is not this thin yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Woe is me because, you know, I'm disgusted by the fact that I've put on like 20 pounds, right? Exactly. It's, there's context. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place. Yep. Um, I agree. And I'm very much, I'm not one to to propagate like hyper like sensitivity. Yes. But I just definitely do think that people abuse the idea that people are hypersensitive to to abuse them yeah. with their language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're in such a sensitive time right now. You can't say anything. Well, mm, something. Yeah, maybe if you weren't so homophobic, if you weren't so fatphobic, mm-hmm. if you weren't so racist, mm-hmm. people wouldn't be so offended. Maybe, maybe a better choice of words. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I knew half of you here was going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, like it's interesting. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. So with that then, so we've got that out of the way. It's okay mm-hmm. because words mean things. Yeah. But your intention behind it, your connotation, whether you're sarcastic, your tone. Yes. Play right. a big part. They play a big part. Yeah. Now, let's get into some of these definitions. Yes. Because we're, we're in a society where we love to put titles on things. Yeah. So body positivity. Okay. I got an, um, an article from Very Well Mind. That defines body positivity. It says body positivity refers to the assertion that all people deserve to have a positive body image, regardless of how society and popular culture view ideal shape, size and appearance. OK, that's what we would like to think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead. What are some limitations that you can sort of see with this movement? Because it started off with, you know, we're inclusive. We want everybody, especially the plus size women to feel included. Mm-hmm. But now it's sort of morphed into something else. So what are some limitations that from your experience you're noticing? Well, from my understanding, it was started by fat people for mm-hmm. fat people, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you, feminism, I again, I'm gonna, let me go back to body positivity. We're going to stop with the parallels for a little bit just to have mm-hmm. people better understand things. Body positivity was for fat people or plus size people, however you would want to define it to be able to enjoy their bodies in that definition that you you maintained, right? Yeah. And then with that, what it became is what I think is a lethal flaw in a lot of movement is, yeah, like we're doing this for us, but it's it can also be for you, right? Mm. So then people who are non-plus size who are having body image issues were welcomed into the community, right? To, to help you with your teachings, to help you with the things that, you know, you have like you feel wrong with, about your body and fight okay in this right yeah because technically speaking essentially speaking if we're gonna say that fat bodies are like 
what's negative in society and we have to find a way to be okay with that everybody under that bubble can find what is okay with their body as mm -hmm. well and so what ended up happening is that it became this like generalized term for everybody Everyone. as opposed it's to like what it was actually supposed to be so now that you've created spaces for people to join in not infiltrate join in participate um it's been overthrown by like mid-sized thin people who are having body image issues mm. which we're compassionate about but how i perceive myself as a fat person and how society perceives myself is an issue how you perceive yourself as an individual who has their own issue with their view of self, mm -hmm. but the outside world still views you at least somewhat okay. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm very careful with language because I'm still very sensitive to people with body dysmorphia and stuff right, like that. Right, right. Um, your outwardly privilege is not being jaded. Mm. That's that. the difference. Okay. So there's a movement for people who are having struggles with external stuff, mm. right? Okay. That's that's how I I have an issue with body positivity. Okay. Okay. So. I agree with all of what you said. Um, let's get into then a relatively new term, body mm. neutrality. Yeah. So body neutrality, same article, a very well mined. I will put all these articles in the episode description so, you know, you all can read it better. Um, so body neutrality refers to the idea of accepting your body as it is in its current state. Unlike the body positivity movement, it does not need to involve, you know, self-love talk or mantras about your body. Body neutrality stresses a lack of attachment to how exactly your body looks at any one moment and discourages time spent fretting about your physical self. Hmm. So what do we think? Body positivity oh, or yeah. body neutrality? Okay. <laughs> so I understand the goal of body neutrality. Mm -hmm. I think. I think my 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 only issue mm -hmm. is like the separation of physical self. Yeah. Okay. And I'm glad you brought that up. So I agree with, you know, this idea of not fretting too yeah. much over your physical health. Yeah. Not physical health, but your physical like, physical appearance. self. Yeah. yeah physical yeah. appearance. You Sorry. You need, to, you need to care health. about your physical yeah. health. My apologies. Yes. But physical self. Yeah. I agree. Discouraging that time where you're fretting over your, yeah. you know, I agree with that. I agree with not not necessarily needing to involve these self-love talk or mantras all the time. I also agree with that. Yeah. But this sort of like stresses a lack of attachment to how exactly your body looks at one time. I don't yeah. even understand how that's possible. So I, I totally understand because like a lot of people, I feel like this might have to come out of like spirituality or something mm. like enjoying like the soul that you have and so on and so forth. Maybe I'm going too far. That's just how I, I looked into it. Right. Mm -hmm. But my only issue with that is that, like, this, that definitely sounds like disassociation to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, m there's such a pause there because it's like, 
you need to be one with your body in order to like enjoy it Mm -hmm. to be in order like to to live a a sustainable life right Mm -hmm. like how do you know the difference between when you're feeling well and when you're not feeling well like maybe it's a stomach ache maybe your arm is hurting a little bit right your leg is a little bit swollen like there's a there's a difference between fretting and like having like constant woes that's definitely mental Mm -hmm. but a it being a physical thing, being like you you cannot attach yourself to your body. I think that's very, very toxic. Yeah. Like, I understand wanting to gain acceptance of how evolving your body is. Mm-hmm. Because when I think body neutrality, I just think about, like, um, the changes that, like, a woman's body goes through. Yeah. Like, we never will ever be able to go back to the old body that you have. You yeah. know how, like, women talk about the snapback and they yeah. lose, like, 40 pounds and they're back to pre-baby weight. Your your body is not going to be the exact same it was after it had a child. You're not Agreed. your body is not going to be the same from 21 to 22. Mm-hmm. So that disattachment, I understand, right? The vision of yes. what you want it to be, that of what it once was, I, especially, I agree with it. Mm-hmm. But to say like from today to tomorrow, I shouldn't feel one with my body. I feel like that's a it's a dangerous. slope to go down Mm, yeah i agree yeah i agree like i understand so over here you know they sort of do this comparison between body neutrality Mm -hmm. and body positivity i really like this chart right very well mined reliable article y'all check it out um so you know they talk about like body positivity focuses on the outward appearance which for my observation of the movement Mm -hmm. i very much agree with yeah i think it's very much focused on like outward appearance it encourages people to love their bodies for how they look and can often exclude those who don't fit typical beauty standards. So that's the, the I don't want to say it's the goal, but it's, cre- it's one of those things where it's like, this is created to exclude people who don't uh, fit beauty standards. This is created to for people who don't. Like, yeah, it's ex- just li- saying the same thing in a different tone. Exactly. And then it sort of says, you know, body neutrality focuses on appreciation of your body as it is and what it can do. And I like that. I think there's been this increasing conversation of like, I don't know, you see people like Alicia Keys or all these other women who are just very in tune with your body and they're like, love your body. Like, mm-hmm. I thank my body for being able to get up and walk around. I thank my body for being able to run, for being able to pick things up. And I think also focusing, placing as much energy on the function of our body mm-hmm. as well as the appearance is also really important because we don't know how long this function is going to last. Yeah, like we, you need to really be We talked about that recently. Do you remember that? when I was telling you like, I, my current goal isn't to be able to lose said amount of weight. Like I enjoy being able to lift weights. I enjoy being able to run. I enjoy being able to walk, right? Like um, even focusing on sensuality and like how my body moves as a woman mm-hmm. like of my size, like, that at the basis is just movement. Yeah. Right. I'm able to do it. So I'm going to encourage myself to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then even seeing plus size fat people go like work out, lead yoga classes and all that stuff. They don't put those at the forefront often. So it almost sends out a message to people with our bodies that we can't do that or we're not the ones to lead to do that mm-hmm. until you figure out that. Yeah, I can I can I can drop in a split. Yeah. I can run a 5K. Yeah. I can lift some weights, right? So I really enjoy that part of body neutrality, yeah. right? So it's just the definition yeah. and what it is perceived to be are like two different things to me yeah. right now. But it's really, that's when you get into the itty, the nitty bitty gritty of things where yeah. it's like, um, it's hard to attest to it. And that's why I, d- I don't really identify with a lot of these movements because 
You take yeah. bits and pieces from exactly. it that work and you for you. Mm-hmm. And the goal for it is to feel encouraged and comfortable in your own body ultimately. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Like, um, one could say that like I've I've uh, adopted body neutrality for years and it worked in terms of like healing for at some point. Mm-hmm. But once I was OK with myself, I was like, OK, now I want people to see that I'm yeah. OK with myself. Let me get this wig right. Yeah. Let me get this pretty little thing order set back to my outfits that I need for right. like my outings. Right. And that's very outward. But it's like I feel good on the inside. Therefore, let it, it let it be outward. mm-hmm. outwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Um, OK. So body positivity, body neutrality, I know you don't, you know, we're not identifying as mm-hmm. one and we have, we have issues with both definitions, but it seems that body neutrality is doing more for us. Yeah. It's, it's speaking to us a little a bit little more. A little bit more, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get back to your journey. What are some sort of barriers and challenges, um, you know, that you've sort of faced or seen being a plus size creator and influencer? Um, I guess... The first thing that I I do always want to point out is just kind of like people's realization of like maintaining a like a life as a plus size individual or let's even take out plus size like a minority individual. If you don't fit a beauty standard, there is a struggle behind that. Mm-hmm. And when people openly discuss it, just because they might not perceive you as poorly, um, let's not ignore that society has a way of like portraying us. Right. So it's like. You could be having a conversation about like why you struggle to go get a job because respectability politics makes it seem like fat people are lazy. Um, you know, fashion is a little bit like there's one way it goes for plus size people. And when someone wants to go another way, it's like mm, this is for skinny people. And like that's not just like words said. That's like an industry standard. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to make people understand what you're trying to do. Because I could right. go on and make hauls that are like, oh, plus size Zara replicas. Like this is the, the these things that I bought at other places for it to emulate what Zara looks like. Right. But until I get onto a platform and actually speak about what it is that I'm trying to do. Hi, my name is Estelle. I'm buying all these things from different places so it can emulate something like Zara because Zara doesn't consider doesn't plus size people. Yeah. This is why I'm doing this. People won't consider it. They'll just yeah. think that you're putting on fits for putting on fits. Mm-hmm. I, Yeah, y'all see me as a content creator. Y'all see the looks that I... I'm a regular person. I go to school. I go to work. I have mm-hmm. a corporate job. I can't go to my corporate job in my fashion over every week. That's exactly it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I need regular business casual clothes. Mm-hmm. But Pennington's? Mm-hmm. Pennington's? Oh... You want me, my 23-year-old self, to be wearing Penningtons like my mom? <laughs> she said, do you want me in Penningtons? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody's no. coming serving looks in the office mm-hmm. with your little blazer, your crop blazer, your micro jacket. And, and I'm then, wearing Penningtons. Like cardigan. Sis, the top cardigan mixture from Penningtons? No, don't play me like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We have to have a conversation. Like People that. need to hear us, right? Yeah, it's true. And so um, until you can like vocalize that and n- not, you don't need people to agree, but people willing to learn first mm-hmm. and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking you to agree because it's like, if you don't see it, if there's a bunch of things that we've talked about, uh, Chid, and that you just didn't know because it's like you didn't have to yeah. think about it, right? Exactly. You've yeah. never had to think yeah. about it. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's why there's an opportunity to learn and listen. Exactly. Right? Learn so, and keyword, listen. Please. 
please listen. Um, so that's the first thing. So having people willing to learn and listen and then also being uh, courageous enough to have those conversations. Yeah. Right. Because at some point it's like if my, before minorities open their mouth, they have to like struggle with themselves and be like, am I creating this problem myself? Is there mm -hmm. something that I need to do more to go find out about it to fix this problem or is it really that there's a lack in the outward world that that needs to be addressed exactly right? so that's a, the first thing that was a struggle and then um secondly just access to to clothing yeah like i i've said it i said it earlier like we're in canada like ontario specifically i i even want to say like ontario is pretty popular because every time i order stuff online they're like at the exception of Quebec. So like, Quebecers, I don't know what y'all did, but yeah. y'all struggling. <laughs> but um, just having access, like, I think I can count on my fingers how many stores, plus size stores, first of all. Like, if we're just talking about exclusively plus size stores that we have in Canada, mm -hmm. I want to say, like, two. Yeah, that's two. sad. And then when you start talking about retailers that have plus size ranges in person, mm -hmm. maybe 10 and that's being generous. And I'm talking about like franchises. So like, let's say the Hudson Bay. Yeah. Um, Forever, 20, Forever 21 just came back, but they left mm -hmm. at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. um, can I even name any? Old Navy. Yeah. But that's even generous because they just started extending their sizes in person. But in-person retailers don't do that for us. Yeah. Now you have to go online, online. And then usually they're based out of the, the states or the prices are ridiculous and you don't know the sizing. So just that experience itself to accessing clothing is just not, it's not it. I'm, we're young. We shop online. We're comfortable with that. But as I got older and even like watching your spending habits or whatever, just a experience of wanting to buy something, it not fitting, and then having to go to a 12-step course to just return to it. And I, it's hard. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. And then I can't imagine having to do that over and over again for so many articles of clothing. Like, yeah. And it's just so limiting because it's like, you find one store, you know their sizing, you know how it works, you stick to that store out of right. comfort. So you don't get to expand because you're just like, different I don't want to go through the hassle of right. this not fitting and so right. on and so forth, right? Oh. Yeah, so that's another thing. And um, maybe I, I was having a conversation with another um, blogger here from Toronto. Um, and I was asking her, I was like, where are the other plus size girls? right who are at least online do you know what i mean right. like i could name you off the top of my finger like people yeah, that yeah. i know who are plus size yeah, like yeah, y'all are baddies love you girls mm -hmm. um but online presence because we've we've seen what yeah. influences can do like people who speak up who are at the forefront mm -hmm. where are the canadian girls yeah you know i know sasha i've been following sasha for yeah. years i know dish i met like i met her through following sasha mm -hmm. and then maybe there's like the odd ones here and there but then there's like the whole like are you plus size or are you fat? Right. And like there's those are two different things. Like if you're midsize or mm -hmm. like plus like you're a you're you appear to be fat, kudos to you, all power to you. I really love what you do. But you definitely could fit under the US 12 under, right? Because right. we talked about that. Yeah. Being plus size and being fat are, are two, two different, different things. things, right? There's nothing wrong with it. We're not trying to exclude you. Um, but they're two different things. If you can still shop at Aritzia, if you can still go into a store. And get your size 12, your size 10, and so on and so forth. Your experience is not the same as mine. Mm. I need a minimum of 14 business days to get one thing. Mm. Damn. Hmm. So, Damn. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I definitely feel that though. I feel like I want to see like a lot more like plus size. And honestly, kudos to 
Sasha, kudos to you. And I know on your page, you were highlighting a few other ladies. Yeah. I'm like, yes, like I, I want to see them. more and more and more. And I think this is why representation matters, because the more that they see themselves in these spaces, more girls, more women will come out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then more of these brands will understand. We'll that, understand. Like, we out here fucking up. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, it doesn't stop. at just we, we recognize everyone. We're inclusive because you can definitely look at the plus size um, category on Fashion Nova, for example. And those bodies are altered. That's not even plus size, baby. Mm-hmm. Those bodies are all turd. Yeah. And like, I I think I can appreciate the need for marketing, right? Mm. Maybe this is because I'm a business, yeah. uh, like in business school. So like you understand what sells. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. This is why influencers became so popular. Yeah. Because people would relate to the real people that they saw. But now wearing. we're losing the real in influence and marketing. Yeah. Because influence and marketing started to connect that real person who just loved that product a lot. Exactly. Now we're using a lot of, you know, out of touch, unrelatable, yeah. unattainable bodies. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's another conversation about getting Girl, into the space of media. We will have that conversation. <laughs> but in in terms of like the people I very much follow, like, um, if I, I I avoid following people who've had like major surgeries, like major altering surgeries yeah, and like kind of I like agree. promote that. Um, and not because I have anything against it, because it's just not the body that I can yeah, create for myself. And for I sure. don't care to go create that body exactly, for myself, right? Exactly. Like I'm not willing to go under the knife to get like a yeah. bigger butt and a flat stomach. Yeah. Right. Um, so when you go to look for spaces where you find people who naturally deal with their own bodies, like you ha- they they need to have access to make you feel comfortable as well. They they have the courage, they have the boldness to put themselves on the internet. Let's say me circa a couple of years ago, I did not. So I'm watching these people do such a thing, and it helps me with my day to day life as a non influencer, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. to be able to be like, okay, cool, I can go stylish, I can go out without being embarrassed. I am not wearing granny clothing, like yeah, you know? exactly, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just it's such a it's a, it's such a big issue and like some people could be like but fashion i was like i i say it fashion is just one of the doors to access to confidence yeah like when you go to an interview and you're well dressed it helps you put your best foot forward absolutely you know what i yeah. mean when you're like your first impression in the, is the most important impression how am i supposed to do that if i don't feel my best yeah right absolutely absolutely so i think people think it's just as simple as getting sent clothes and like Oh, why? Like, why can't you just shop at this place? One place. It's like you—you you get to wear your hot topic T-shirt in peace. Let me go find a, a top that fits me and my it, sense of style. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I definitely wanted to ask you. You know, we talked a lot about the barriers and the challenges, but what are some tools? What are some safe spaces that you sort of you know had that have helped you um, on your journey? Like, what are some communities, whether online or in person, that you know? Yeah, help you. So, a rule of thumb. I'm okay now, more so. So if you go into my following, it's diverse. But um, there was a point in 2019 where I was like, we're going to do a reset. I am only following those who have my body type Mm. and who look like me. Mm. So I had deleted my old Instagram account. And when I went back to follow, obviously, I had my family and friends. But if I was going to follow an influencer, um, there's one that I follow, the, the Kita Fitness. Big thighs. like. It's all natural, jiggles, cellulite, everything. Love, love her. Mm -hmm. Um, Sasha, again, like I said, Mm -hmm. dark-skinned women who 
just regular dark skinned women who are doing it big, like yeah. whether it be in the education space where it's like in fashion or whatever, mm-hmm. like just relatable, like seeing people who you relate to closely on your timeline is important. Absolutely. Um, how you conduct yourself on the, not conduct yourself on the internet, but how you consume the internet, yeah. the media you, you right, yeah. is really important. So that's, that's a big thing. Like your safe space is one that you create yourself. Yeah, um, I agree. Find a gym or a, a physical activity that mm-hmm. you genuinely enjoy. I know a lot of people go back to the gym because like that's the first thing that comes to mind. But sis, if you don't want to be lifting weights, go to a soca size class. That's exactly that's me. Go to a soca size like class. Wind your waist, yeah. sweat your back out. Yeah. You're good. You still did your 30 minutes of movement that day. Right. Just enjoy movement. I think that people because the fitness industry, I don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah. Uh, just from my view looking in, right? Yeah. Because you've had Clarissa on here and she could tell you all the positive things. And even like talking to Clarissa, she's a very positive person in that, like yeah. she, in a very healthy way. Exactly. Her, um, Vanessa Hardy, you strong yes. with Vin and then Carbs with Cat, which is my personal coach. Yeah. Like they very much focus on the physical activity and your health. Versus being like, those this, two things will equal you being skinny down the road. Follow me to look like this. Get Be your own body goals. Let's chisel away that fat to get you ready for summer. Too much turkey this Thanksgiving? Let's turkey it away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sir, ma'am, I just wanted Let's to eat my chicken in peace. What is this? <laughs> no, oh, but man, finding, finding people who encourage movement and health as like actually about health, not just this whole physical appearance thing. Mm-hmm. And like, Nothing wrong with it. We talked about body neutrality and being okay with whatever exactly. body you're in. At any if you point time, if, if next year you want to snatch waist, okay, sis, but be okay and be happy with where you're at right now. now. Exactly. Yeah. We're not doing this whole wait in six months and you'll never recognize me. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you gonna see me. You gonna see me outside in these streets. <laughs> you will. You will. Fat or not, you will see me outside, and I'm gonna enjoy myself. Exactly. What is it? I'm a chop life. Is that what they say? Yes. <laughs> absolutely yes. yeah. no but <laughs> chop really, life before yes. life chops you what is it wait i'm gonna have to chop say this life before life chops you oh my god i love that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but really finding um key things in your life that like promote health and like positive health but just respectively with the body that you have in yeah. like your present tense absolutely um, absolutely and then also having a really good support system that's of so key friends and family that is so key family tell that cousin who keeps asking you why you have on your plate to shut the hell up yep tell your parents who keep asking you where you went to go eat and that you don't need to be having this shut the, the hell parents up that want to come oh you're getting weight oh you're losing weight huh? Just keep mm. the comments to yourself. Feel free not to say anything. Yep. Feel free to go take care of yourself. Mm. Please. Mm. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> did you, did you but, take care of your, your blood thinners? Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. But Mind you worry the business about me? that pays you, sweetie. You. Please and thank you. <laughs> no, but having a support system that's like on board with like that, like that same mentality at least. Yeah. Like not to say that they're not there to deter you because obviously... If there's something in your health that's like to be concerned of, people will mention it. Absolutely. But a lot of it comes from a place of vanity and it's unfair to those who are enjoying themselves in their life. So learn to shut down comments that you feel are inappropriate, mm-hmm. vocalize it, and then also have people that you can open up to about things without having them judge you about it. If you are concerned that like, hey, like I've put on an extra like 40 pounds this year and I'm not really like comfortable with it. You should have someone that you can openly talk to about that. That won't make you feel like it's an abomination that you did, like you put on that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
exactly so there's a couple of things i like that well thank you for sharing Mm -hmm. like you're a wealth of knowledge Mm -hmm. so (laughs) you really are a thought leader in your own right you are doing the damn thing you're able to break down these terms and have such good discourse and you know we're laughing and joking but i really hope that listeners who were not familiar with this topic really took something away Mm -hmm. i know i did um are better able to have conversations are better able to be quote unquote allies yes. for those who are plus size in their lives and themselves you know, and are not walking on eggshells with having these conversations. Please. Right. Because when you, when you know, you know how to have this conversation, you can be in spaces where your friends are not and advocate for them and yeah. be able to speak yeah. properly about them. Right. And, and about the less, these terms. And the more, you know, the less like underlyingly fat phobic you are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause it's like it, you might not think you're doing something, but you, you probably are. Yeah. And, it it might take your friend a while to realize, but in hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, and hindsight a- is twenty twenty indeed. Yeah. All right. Um, just want to end this segment off by just asking you, you know, what do you hope to see change in the fashion space? Um, in terms of just like representation in the coming years. <laughs> Put to garbage your performative mm-hmm. diversity. Amen. Put to garbage your performative diversity. When you are hearing voices who are Mm. asking you to diversify, pay attention to the voices that are asking you this. Amen. Um, (laughs) We appreciate the the plus size girl. We appreciate the the girl with the vitiligo. We appreciate the dark skinned woman. Mm -hmm. But what about the dark skinned woman that has vitiligo that's a size 28? Where is she at? Intersectionality, sweetie. Right? Do you know what I mean? And obviously, we're not going to put everybody on the platform. We're not going to find... There's not every yeah. single person that's going to be out there. But if there is a space for them when you're talking about diversity, then you've done your job, yeah. right? Um, secondly, stop trying to erase fat people. Mm. Just because you have plus-size items online doesn't mean that uh, you're doing your job. Mm. I think part of like the whole media presenta- representation, they think because it's an era of internet, they can get away with just doing things on the internet. If you have no fat people in your stores. That's so true. Literally the reason why. uh, What's that store? Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh. When I heard that they had plus size, I was shaking my boots. (laughs) I wasn't even ready to go buy their jeans because I grew up literally knowing that that brand was like a mean girls brand. Like we don't want plus like fat people in our stores. Exactly. Even till this day, I don't know if they have a plus size in their store. Like I bought it online, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I could walk those doors. Abercrombie and Fitch, if you're listening, fix up. Yes, you know, <laughs> and it's a it's a corporate thing, like mm-hmm. from the the top to bottom. Like you absolutely. you share these ideologies, and this this is how people treat people. Yeah, not absolutely. just customers, but people in general. Absolutely. And yeah. lastly, hire your Canadian babes. We love hire. the American ladies, and I love following them. But I don't know what I have access to until That's... I go into that website because. I always have to second guess and be like, this is in America. Do they ship to Canada? Right. What are the duties and taxes going to be like? So yep. what I just paid for is doubled what this American girl ba- tax was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an industry thing or a most. Do I got to talk to Trudeau? Monsieur Justin. <laughs> <laughs> chill with the duties and taxes. Honestly, chill, chill with the duties, with duties and, taxes. and taxes. Like My pants are already $20 more than the, the skinny girl. <laughs> Another 40 for duties and taxes. Facts. Facts. Um, No, but uh, in terms of just access, access is the biggest thing. Because everything else, I think, is just internal. Mm -hmm. And like the media will do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. We we want to see change. Yep. 
Um, but at some point, like if the change doesn't come, you have to create it yourself. Absolutely. You have to create it yourself. Mm-hmm. Think about all those first. They literally had to just be yeah, like, I yeah. was waiting for that plus size girl to show up on the TV and nobody yeah. did. So I was going to be that one. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So just external stuff like we'll see. Yeah. It do what it do. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I just wanted people to have like internal peace with like their bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I like for the that. plus size girls. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. So you're, you listen, so you know. This oh, is the, this is the question Idol podcast. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. We're going to get to know different aspects of you. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to ask you four questions. And without thinking too hard, just give me an answer. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first question. Ooh, I'm interested to know this because I feel like I... I might know, but I might be wrong. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, R&B, Neo Soul. There you go. You literally that helped me figure answer. it out. Yeah, because yeah, I, I would just tell you all these songs that I knew. I, I was like, yo, we listen to the same music. music. It's definitely And then R&B there would be like songs where I didn't know the artist. And you'd be like, you don't know this song? And it would come on and I'd be singing the whole words, the word for word. And you're just like, it's tell. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but. I like I know people sit there and they're like, yeah, like I'm such an R&B babe. Listen, I need to sink into the vibe of my music. Yeah. If you don't make me feel some kind of way, then to me, it's just noise. Evoke some feelings. I need Ooh. feelings to go through my day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, You spend your spare time doing. When you do have spare time. When I, I do you're have spare time. Girl. Honestly, either I'm like walking around doing mm-hmm. nothing and just like thinking like scenarios in my head right play, play writing or i'm just listening to music mm, i like yeah. that okay yeah i, I like just I, like you said i don't have a lot of spare time so when i do it's to do nothing it's to do nothing it's That's to do really nothing. important enjoy my <sighs> own my own time exactly yeah. exactly okay what movie or tv show are you currently enjoying do I even have time for TVs That's and movies? You know, <laughs> but if I I do have to pick, what's the last thing that I I watched? Uh, I watched the Savage X Fenty Warren ratio. That's not a movie. Um, That's a good one though. But it is X Fenty. This, this one, it was this really one? good. I haven't oh, finished Rose. If I wasn't on a financial freedom roll right now, she she would have had my whole credit card. <laughs> she would have had my whole credit card. Yeah, Fenty um, is doing it. Shows, if I have to think on my off the top of my head, This Is Us is a really mm, good one. My favorite. I haven't watched that one. Um, and then You on Netflix oh, season three season just came three? out. I started watching it yesterday. I got projects I, next week. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to have to wait. We're, maybe Christmas rig. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But You on Netflix is something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And Perfect. Girlfriends is the last thing that I, I binged. Ooh, yeah. Girlfriends is good. Girlfriends yeah. is a nice throwback. Okay. And last question. What would you do with a million dollars? Pay off my debt. Mm, that's a good one. Um, pay off my parents' mortgage. Mm, that's a good one. And then move to the other side of my the world and like change my entire name. Y'all can't find me. Yes. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say so y'all can't y'all find, can't me. find me. I love y'all, but if I'm I can turn around and be bougie, <laughs> wow, it will not be with this name. <laughs> Oh, all right, girl. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you. You Thank know, you I for love having you. Me. I love I you a long you. time. Thank you for coming on. Um, before I let you go, you know, just share with the people how they can find you, connect with you, 
work with you, you know. Oh, yes. I'm here for all the work and collaboration. You can find me on Instagram at it's just period Estelle. Yes. That really just means my name is Estelle. Please don't call me anything else. <laughs> the same thing on Twitter and TikTok. And then if you want to email me, my link, my email link is in my bio, but it's Estelle Tunsi, which is N-T-U-S-I at gmail.com. I look forward to working with people on any level, even if it's just like speaking engagements, podcasts like this one. Yes. I really love having conversations with people. If you want me to style your fashion clothing, little by little, here, I'm here for it. I got time for the shoots. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, girl, for coming once again. Thank you for having me. So with that, we are at the end of this episode. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Estelle on our bodies, the way we view our bodies, our relationship with our bodies, topics such as body positivity, body neutrality, and just how we view ourselves in general. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Estelle, for being so transparent and candid. And so to the listeners, if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to keep the conversation going on our socials at BWDIK podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment on Apple podcasts and share this conversation with someone you know will enjoy it. As always, enjoy the rest of your week. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. Mind your business. And I will talk to you all real soon. Bye for now. Thank you.